0: Five, four,
1: three, two, one. I'm back. Good. Good morning.
0: Wait, wait. Good morning. morning. It is. Um, I don't know what today is. Today's Tuesday. Tuesday night for us. Oh, Tuesday night for us. Wednesday morning for you guys. Do you guys know what that means?
1: It's Bible study.
0: Bible study tonight. It's, every single, are we starting something new? Yes. Every single Wednesday. 7 o'clock it's the only time you get to be interactive unless we happen to go live sporadically but for the most part the only time you can be interactive with us why because the daily devotionals we pre-record them mm-hmm. and Sunday sermon when I'm preaching well, I can't be interactive yesterday with
1: you. you went live I saw for two hours really, I know you guys just got to hear my voice I was working in the office so yeah. that was really uh, cool
0: yeah that was kind of fun but I'm not doing two hour ones anymore
1: they were pretty cool yeah. It was it was fun, I got to just join in my voice, but it was pretty cool.
0: Yeah, well, yeah, I tripped out, man. So many people have questions, and uh, I guess it makes it kind of like a little Q and A type of thing. Yeah, plus yeah. they're talking to each other. And...
1: That was fun, though. It was fun.
0: Yeah, so um, you haven't been in the devotional for a couple of days.
1: Two days, babe, really.
0: Well, it's a big two hundred days because you missed five hundred.
1: I know. Can we celebrate 500 now, though, guys?
0: So this is actually 501, because yesterday's it was just a little five-minute thing. Okay. So this is 501. Yeah. 501 of these devotionals that That's we do, guys. That's awesome, guys. guys.
1: You, know, you know, David said something to me that <laughs> it was so funny because he's all, do you remember what you said to me when you first, when we first got together? And I'm like, no, what? What did I tell you?
0: Well, you knew I had the YouTube channel, because mm-hmm. I started the YouTube channel 2011, you know And um, so by the time I met you you were, you, you
1: were doing all these little, like he was doing his Bible studies and all kinds of things, and I would just I was recording
0: music videos for mm-hmm. a lot of Christian rappers. I was doing a lot of stuff, and you're like, I don't remember exactly how you said it, but you said, "Listen, I am not going to be in front of a camera. I don't want to be in front of the camera." That's your thing. I will never do it. Yeah, I'll never do it. I want nothing to do with that. Yeah, look now, 501 videos later.
1: Like, seriously, guys, I seriously told him, it ain't going to happen. I will not do it. I will never do it. I'm not a YouTube person. And I never
0: asked her to because of that, right? Never did it. And here's what's funny is when I, if you go back to uh, relevant Bible talk number one, it was you by yourself, it was me by myself. And then the second one, you would chime in off camera. And then the third one, you kind of popped your head in. And now, pues, you're right there stuck. <laughs> so.
1: Now you guys are stuck with me. So deal with it, all right?
0: <laughs> yeah, so um, this is what we do, guys. And hopefully, if you're new to the channel, hopefully you liked it. Um, I think I want to do, first of all, I, I really enjoy doing an interview. Yeah. That was really fun. So I think everybody liked it. So I'm going to do some more. And um, maybe I could get you to do some, you know. And the lives. That was uh, kind of fun, too. I ain't scared. You know, doing the lives with you guys, that was that was really fun, you know. Um, so I think we're going to, you know, just be a little bit more open, honestly, from now on. Not a whole lot, man. We want a life, you know. But, uh I think, to be a little more open, because I realized, I didn't I didn't realize until yesterday's live, that even though we're literally up, uploading a video every single day, yeah. from one thing or another, it's very, um, I don't know what the word is, like, we're doing a devotional, so you can't answer back. Yeah. I'm doing a Bible study, so it's only about that Bible study. I'm doing a sermon, and like you had said, a lot of people had questions.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, I like I told him, I said, you know sometimes it's easier when you have somebody you know live because sometimes we have questions, and um, sometimes it's easier to get to know somebody when you have them there, you know, at that moment. And even if it's even if it's a silly question or just a, a comment that we want to make, um, just to get an expression from someone um, in that moment, I think it's important. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, because even though we can't see you, it's the interaction. Mm-hmm. And I think that's important. You know, I really, really loved when we went to Arizona, Yeah. for instance. When we went to Arizona, to Phoenix, Arizona. A month um, ago, I think. Yeah, we went a month ago. And, man, you guys, I, I will tell you, just being able to meet a lot of the people that have been um, with us, our family, that we have been engaging with... Through our YouTube channel and everything we got to meet so many people and I think that was just that was just one of the most to me me personally um, David can speak for himself but for me personally I was just so humbled I mean humbled in a way where I, I don't there's just no words to express because I'm just like Lord you know. the the humility that was brought forth from my heart. I was just like, wow, Lord. You know, I didn't realize that somebody like me, you know, I, I was a mom at 14. I was just this broken woman who had four kids at such a young age, who lived such a hard life, can even say one word that can encourage somebody or even speak life to somebody and for somebody to say, you know, sister Sharon, some of the words that you've said, you know, has encouraged me and for me to be like me, you know, like you know, I can actually encourage somebody. That's that's what humbled me so mm-hmm. much. You know, and I and and to know that we can that that the Lord can use this little this little thing here to be able to reach others. And that's what's amazing, guys. You know, that that we can do that for one another. And being live, even more so. It's mm-hmm. like being able to just interact back and forth is what's really awesome. I was
0: really, really surprised. I was trying not to show it, guys. Because that live yesterday was the first live I've ever done that went past hundred view, 100 subscribers. I don't think you guys know that... By the time I ended it, there was nine hundred and something views. So when you see that little number, that's only subscribers. Not people coming in. It's it's only the subscribers. That's what a lot remember we didn't know that until Tony A explained that to us. Yeah, we
1: didn't know. We don't yeah. we don't know we don't know about a lot of those
0: little things, yeah. you know. So, um yeah, man, that was really cool. So but we do want to get into some scripture here. Um and it has to do everything with as you guys know, maybe don't know, we mentioned yesterday that we have a prison ministry. Prison ministry is a little different than what you think. Most churches that say they have a prison ministry, it's maybe they have chaplains that visit jails, visit prisons, whatever. Ours is something that, I took it from something that happened with me, was when when I was in um, in county, somebody told me that there's a church that transcribes the sermons and sends them free if you request it. Mm-hmm. You know, and um, I signed up. You know, it was a church out of out of Livermore. And, uh, man, I looked forward every single week for my envelope because whatever was preached on that Sunday, I would get it like a week later. You know, and it made it feel like I was there. I've never seen anything like that before. I've never heard of anything like that ever since then. Um, and then I brought it up to you. And you you have a brother that's serving 25 years. Yeah. So... I forgot. How How did it happen? Did it just...
1: Well, I think, you know, when you mentioned it to me, I think that that really moved me because of the fact, you know, of my brother being in there for so long. And then, you know, with the whole COVID and everything taking place... Oh, um, yeah. They
0: couldn't get no... There was no... Uh, uh,
1: no chaplains or anybody going in yeah, to see them Yeah, volunteers, him or anything. no pastors, yeah. nothing. So with all that, uh, I think that that was just kind of like even more of a push that we were like, you know what, we need to get the word in there. We needed to do that. Um, And then, you know, I think people just started, you know, saying, well, you know what, I'll buy stamps. And people started sending us some stamps and everything. And I think it just brought an excitement. did Sister
0: Lydia showed up with some uh, reams of paper? Reams of
1: paper and some envelopes, you know, and stuff that had been donated to her and and then, you know, we had some people, you know, donate to the prison ministry. And then Alfonso ended up um, buying, you know, purchasing his books online for, um, for mm-hmm. some of the inmates as well. And then your book got sent out to mm-hmm. them. And, you know, here's the thing. We have now, after counting today, um, I was going through the files, you know, and everything. Because I have my own little system that I've built for me we have had a total of 123 inmates that these letters have gone out to. And Sons. out of- at, No, hold on. Oh, the
0: letters. Yes,
1: that the letters have gone out to, and out of those 123, we 34 took the faith, stepped out on faith and said, I wanna be part of this ministry. And our prayers are that the other, the rest, you know, will step out on faith and they will want to continue receiving those sermons. Yeah. You know, because we send those sermons out to them. And for us to continue to send the sermons, they have to want
0: it. Yeah. You know, there's one thing that I was telling Sharon, I had explained this to you, you know, early on. I said, just because a loved one out here wants our sermons sent to their loved one that has a 10-year sentence um, every week. Think about the stamps of that, right? And if they send one, because this person, you know, really loves that person. They send them the sermons. And let's say that person doesn't even want them. They could care less about Christianity, whatever. That's a lot of money that House of Rest does not have. We, we, We don't got it like that. So we thought the first sermon has a letter saying, if you like this, fill this out saying you want these every week and send it back to us Mm -hmm. you know because that way we could find a way because there's no way can you imagine you know and and, you know sometimes we we have high hopes for our loved ones in prison and they could care less they crumble it up throw it away yeah and that could get really expensive so that's why we created the system where They have to request it after the first time.
1: Well, at one point we had close to like 43, but Mm -hmm. we've had some that have been released already. Mm -hmm. We have some that um, are out on parole already. So once they're out on parole, once they've been released, we actually take them out of the, you know, we take them out of the list and we remove them. And man, we're blessed to hear that they're out, you know, and everything. So they they get moved to a different Mm -hmm. tier and then we keep, you know, sending them out to the ones that, you know, have sent um, their, their notice back. Yeah. But then we also have some that actually share that mm-hmm. with someone else. And we have others that write us and say, listen, um, I found out that you guys are doing, you know, the transcribed prison ministry. Can you put me on your list, please? And yeah. immediately we put them on, you know, yeah. um, because somebody has shared it within yeah. within the, the prison as well. Also, we have what we also have is somebody that is receiving it and they're giving Bible study, within the prison with what they're receiving they're forming groups within the prison with those sermons and they're doing their own study and sharing it with others so we're we're getting these stories some amazing stories of what's being done but um i think that this is what's going to go into yeah
0: well if real quick before we get into the scripture if you have a Mm -hmm. loved one go to our website and go to the prison ministry and there's a form that you can fill out and as long as they're in federal prison, state prison, county jail, uh, fire camp, uh, whatever, any incarceration, have them fill out that form on the website, which you see right there, and um, and let's get them uh, some uh, some spiritual food. You know? Yeah,
1: right now is a really good time, guys, because right now they are receiving um, they are receiving a full packet for the last month because when we were out from COVID and everything we um actually are sending them the whole month from when we were out and they're receiving all of that at once so they're going to get a good nice little package of everything from that month and for this last month so they're going to be getting um a good amount of transcripts so make sure you guys um Put their name in if you do have a loved mm-hmm. one that would like to receive that it's gonna keep them busy that's for sure and mm-hmm. they're gonna they're gonna be blessed by it
0: so um, somebody might ask why is this important to you you know and uh, we want to get into some scripture here in, in the Gospel of Matthew um, this is what this channel is about this is what relevant Bible talk is as we go to the text of the Bible talk about the context of it and how is that relevant to me And that's the problem with a lot of churches you go in there and you're like, okay, that's cool. I learned about David and Goliath. What does that have to do with me today? You know, so we're all about making this word relevant to us now. So Matthew chapter 25, starting at verse, what is it, uh, 34? Uh,
1: yeah, we can start with 34. and
0: Let's go all the way to 40. Okay. It says, then the king will say to those on his right hand, come, you blessed of my father. and feed you, or thirsty, and give you drink? When did we see you you a stranger, and take you in, or naked, and clothe you? When did we see you sick, or in prison, and come to you? And the king will answer, and say to them, Assuredly I say to you, inasmuch as you did it to one of the least of these, my brethren, you did it to me.
1: Hmm. All right, so David reads out of um, the New King James, and I'll be reading out of the message. Then the king will say to those on his right, Enter who you sorry you who are blessed by my father. Take what's coming to you in this kingdom. It's been ready for you since the world's foundation, and here's why. I was hungry, and you fed me. I was thirsty, and you gave me a drink. I was homeless, and you gave me a room. I was shivering, and you gave me clothes. I was sick, and you stopped to visit. I was in prison, and you came to me. Then those sheep are going to say, Master, what are you talking about? When did we ever see you hungry and feed you, thirsty and give you a drink? And when did we ever see you sick or in prison and come to you? Then the king will say, I'm telling the solemn truth. Whenever whenever you did one of these things to someone overlooked or ignored, that was me. You did it to me.
0: So you get the gist of what he's saying. The Lord is like, when you, when you do something for somebody uh, you're doing it for me yeah. you know and this is why guys this is why we do this because uh, how, it, how it says it in the very end in 40 I don't know where 40 is yeah whenever
1: you did one
0: of these yeah whenever you did one of these things to someone that's overlooked or ignored that was me you did it to me you know, a lot of times people say, well, they did their crimes. Just let them, let them rot in jail. Here's the problem. They're not going to rot in jail. Um, probably 90% of people have a release date. They're going to not rot in jail. They might rot and become violent, and then they're going to come out to your neighborhood, your city, around your family, around your house. And here's the thing. So, so it is our problem. It is. You know, it's weird how in, in other countries outside of the United States, prisons are meant to rehabilitate and help people better their life. And some of them are 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 not even as advanced as we are as a, as a country. We we hardly do that. We just uh, stick them in a the box, expect them to be on time out, and then come out and be better. It doesn't work that way. Usually, it doesn't work that way. You know, so when Jesus says those that are forgotten, those that are rejected. He says, when you do something for them, you're doing it to me. You know, and I, I thank God for so many different ministries. You know, the ministry Eli has, do you have him on your Facebook?
1: No, but I talked to him on Sunday.
0: Yeah, Eli, um, He he's a brother, He he's another a fellow author. Actually, we're gonna re-release his book. He wants us to help him. Um, revamp it, upgrade it, and re-release it, amazing book, um, he was, I can't even tell you his story, it's just its so much, but um, he he used to be the guy talking to himself on the side of the street, that was him, he was the one living under the bridge, so what does he do now, he goes to the down and out, there's this place right here in Stockton, a few blocks from here, it's literally, it looks like a third world country, you know, and um, and he goes there. He was actually there today, you know, and he goes and ministers and, and helps. If he has food, he takes food. If he has clothes, he takes clothes, you know, things like that, you know, and um, why? Because when he does it to them, he's doing it for the Lord, Yeah. you know, and, and it doesn't. See, when you read this, it doesn't mean that you have to go do all these things. God is it has many parts. We're all parts of his body, correct? Yeah. You know, we're all many parts of the body. So some of us, he's going to have to feed those that are hungry, clothe those that that are naked, visit those that are in prison and together collectively. This is why the church has to be together collectively. I don't really like when some churches are, oh, we're all about the homeless, but we don't care about the inmates. Oh, we're all about the inmates. It should be everyone collectively, because what happens is God raises up people to have passions for each of those ministries. That way it gets fulfilled. Yeah. You know, and it's a little challenging when you have a smaller church like ours. You know, and but we, you do what you can. You know, we have a sister, Sister Esther.
1: Yeah.
0: She can't feed. You know, a hundred people. Yeah. What would she her, could feed 10. What do her and her husband 15.
1: do? Yeah, they would make um, you know, sandwich bags or something small. Or hygiene know, bag. Remember,
0: and, she did. She got purses and yeah, filled them with hygiene. Filled them up
1: with hygiene, and she would go out and give and, hygiene bags. Yeah. And she,
0: she's not like oh well. There's uh, a few thousand homeless in Modesto, so I guess I won't do nothing until I can service all thousand. No, she's like, I'm gonna help 10 people. I'm gonna help five people. Yeah. You know, you, you help it at the capacity you can. And yeah, okay, there's thousands of inmates out there and we're all happy because we have 30, 40 we're sending out, but those are 30 or 40 souls. And it's just gonna grow. You know, we, 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 we serve at the capacity that we're able to.
1: Yeah, I grew up with a lot of those programs, you know. Yeah. I went through a lot of those programs, guys. You know, I I was homeless with with my kids for for quite some time, you know, and it's 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 not a secret or anything like that. I I came from that life, you know, and and I went from one place to another, and I ended up in in motels, and you know, um, you know that is part of my testimony. So, uh, you know, I learned to cook very very good because I. I went through those moments of, of not having, so I think when you go through those moments you learn to appreciate so many things in life um, and I think that's why my kids kind of learn to strive for, for more is because they, they had to go through that in life and um, there's so many programs that i learned about you know there was you know friends of the family back in southern california el nido the salvation army um just some amazing programs out there that Mm -hmm. i went through you know and and i'll tell you that i'm i'm grateful for those programs because those were programs you know even the police departments offered you know you know programs for women who went through um the physical abuse you know You know, that offered protection for, for women when they went through that and for the domestic violence and everything. And um, there's just a lot of things out there. And I think if people really, really truly want change, if they want that, they, they're out there. Yeah. But the thing is, is that people have to make choices in their lives to want it in order to have change, you know? Yeah. Because they're out there. They're definitely out there, you know, in order to, to want change.
0: Yeah, So, guys, you know, this is why this prison ministry is very important. And, you know, another thing that, that like, if, for me, in the very beginning, before I brought it up to you, was, I'll be honest with you, man, a lot of times people will say, oh, man, God got you out of prison, so I bet you can't wait to go back in and preach. I'm like, I don't want to go back in and preach. I don't want to see that place again. And people would trip out. They just, like, assume because I was in prison that I want to go back and preach. You know, and, and for the longest time, I. Oh, like, that's the last thing I want. I don't want to see that place anymore, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but over the years, you know, I—I I, that desire came back. Well, not came back, just kind of showed up. And I'm just like, and I tried inquiring a little bit, you know. But because of the high-profile case, whatever reason, I remember one chaplain uh, or the warden, whatever, right here in Atwater I was at. They didn't even call me back, you know. Um, just doors were closed, you know. So. I'm just like, okay. Well,
1: it's all in God's timing, you know. I'm like,
0: okay, we got to come out of the box here. How can we, I don't, do I physically have to go in there to minister to them? And then that's when I remembered about the transcripts. Mm-hmm. And what better way, right? Because when you're incarcerated, first of all, I will tell you, man, when you hear your name called during mail call, that is the greatest thing, man. That is the greatest feeling. I've always told you that. It, it is like... It is like being in a room with stuffy air and all of a sudden, boom, you get a fresh air breeze. You know, and you just hear your name called. It's weird how even something small like that makes you feel important, makes you feel like you care. Because literally, when they start calling mail, everybody gathers.
1: You know what one of my happiest moments are, guys? Um, Which I didn't even know, okay? But one of my happiest moments now so much is when I get a piece of mail that says indigent in it because I didn't know David's the one that told me and one time I got a piece of mail that said that
0: indigent right yeah
1: Yeah. and I told him what does this mean he says he doesn't have anybody that writes, what, what do you, what, that means he has no money in his he books, he doesn't have no money in his books or anything, so what they do is they give him, um,
0: like one or two envelopes, mm-hmm. um, the stamped envelopes, and then like a little toothpaste, just the, the basics, you know, yeah. they give you the basics, when you have no money for books, no nothing, they'll give you a bar, little bar of soap, like the little hotel soaps, a little tiny, little tiny toothpaste, yeah. uh, two, Two two uh, envelopes with stamps already on them.
1: Yeah, but and... there was there was this one this one that came one time, and I still didn't even know about it. I didn't even know what that stamp meant yet. And I remember opening the envelope, and I was reading it because the, these guys they write us back, and I was reading it before even finding out what this was about. And I was reading it, and here is this person telling me, um, that his parents had already passed and he was the only one left in his family pretty much. And he had one brother who was also in prison and he was going to be released. Um, And they were the only two, they only had each other. And it had already broken me, guys. I, I was broken without even knowing anything about this indigent thing or whatever. And I was broken already. And then I gave it to David and it touched his heart. But it touched his heart because he realized he had seen that mark and it moved you.
0: Well, he used his one.
1: He used his one envelope to write us. To write us, yeah. And I didn't realize that that's why it had touched his heart because he said he has nobody.
0: Yeah. um, If you have a a stamped envelope, that's money in there. You could literally get a few of those and trade it for a soup. You could trade it for a, a tuna pouch. You could trade it for... Uh, if you have enough, maybe get a haircut from somebody because they'll be like, "Well, what do you got? Oh, I got these indigent letters. You know, I got ten of them. Okay, I'll give you a haircut. That's money in there, and for him to to send um, to use it to write us. And he's and I never he, even told you that. Huh? Yeah,
1: yeah, I didn't even know that. But the thing is, is that he he's already written us like maybe two two times, three times, and 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 that's that's like a huge deal. And you know what? We just decided to. Without him knowing, even the first time, we just decided to put, you know, $100 on his books. And then we decided to send him a letter letting him know, hey, check your books,
0: you know? Mm. Um, Yeah, because if he doesn't have money, he wouldn't know to check. But it depends. Some facilities, um, every week before commissary, they give everybody receipts so you know your balance. But we don't know if he was...
1: Yeah, but we were just, you know we're just blessed you know because we want to be a blessing and we want to continue being a blessing to to this person and I know that we have two or three we have two or three of them that, that mm-hmm. send us you know like that but man you know you know sometimes sometimes this is what we receive and we we become like their family they call us their family you know because they feel like they're in service with us yeah You know, they they talk about your fish tank. They talk about our cat. They talk about whatever it is. Stuff I preach about. Everything that he preaches about, you know, they address us by name. They talk about Pastor Al, about Lydia, you know, about whatever is preached about. They mention it, you know, like how are you guys feeling, you know? And, you know, so um, how was service on this day? You know, what's going on? Did you guys get that air conditioner yet? Mm -hmm. They will mention everything that we talk about.
0: Speaking of air conditioning got installed, guys. All day Monday they came uh, as a two-man crew, the installers. Um, They worked eight hours. And then today, that's why you've been so tired and exhausted. um, And today they finished, I think, half day, huh?
1: You say it like you were the ones that put in. And we've been doing Uh, stuff at the church, guys. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Well, it's just having to be there, you know, be there that early because the church is 45 minutes away. We had to be there by eight in the morning. I had to be there eight in the morning yesterday. Had to be there by eight in the morning today. You were there
1: from eight to one in the morning yesterday.
0: Yeah, yeah, so it's been a long day, but man, when they turn that thing on, when they turn that thing on. Guys, we have three of those portable air conditions that actually has a a hose to blow the hot air out. You know, so we have one in each corner, three in each of the three corners of the church. but this, oh man, when they turned it on, it was colder in the sanctuary than the lobby. And those of you that have been to House of Rest know what the lobby feels like when the air is on. Yeah. It was amazing. It was good. Yeah. So thank God, man. Everybody that, everybody at House of Rest that, that that's 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 something we all did. Plus the owner, the owner paid two thousand dollars of it. Yeah. You know, God bless his heart.
1: And everybody else, uh, yeah. everybody else, you guys all pitched in and, and you guys made this happen. So, you know, this is, this is our church. This is mm. collectively, yeah. collectively, this is mm. your church, our church. This is all of ours together. You know,
0: what's crazy though, as I can say, is that knowing there's no air condition there, we've been packed out every Sunday. <laughs> what does that say? <laughs> I sure know you weren't coming because of cool air, you know, and um, that, that's, that speaks volumes, guys, that speaks and you're volumes.
1: you're less smelly and sweaty. That speaks
0: volumes about our church family. Yeah. That they could go to any other church that has central air and central heat, and you guys would come in just to hear this crazy man preach, you know, and, and it was hot. So now... God's like I'm gonna bless you. Now we're gonna have some air conditioning, so thank God. You guys are cool, I'm, man. I'm you preach. guys are
1: so cool for yeah. for toughing it out with us all this all this time, man. You guys are yeah. so awesome.
0: So I'm probably it's, it's gonna get so cold. I'm gonna preach in a chinchilla jacket. <laughs> What's a chinchilla? What's jacket? a chinchilla jacket? I don't know. Why did Google you that. say that?
1: Why did you I, say that?
0: I think I heard Puff Daddy say that or something before.
1: Are you serious? Yeah. With, what is, What is
0: it? Chinchilla. <laughs> Oh no, that's the first thing that popped in my I was trying to think of something warm. Chinchilla. Chin. Chinchilla. Maybe. There's
1: chinchilla. Now what's chinchilla? Ew. Are what? you serious? It looks like a rat.
0: Put jacket.
1: Chinchilla jacket price.
0: <laughs>
1: oh my god, it's twenty three thousand dollars.
0: Oh yeah, maybe it won't be put images. Go images. <laughs> okay, images. Let's see what I'm talking about. Go up, please. That's that's a woman.
1: That's a man.
0: Oh, <laughs> hold up.
1: on, hold on. Let me let me put the picture. That one's from Wish, though. Let's let's, hey, let's scroll look. up.
0: Scroll up. We're taking all their time already.
1: Okay. There. Let's put that one. Okay, guys. You guys want to see what a chinchilla jacket is? That's what your pastor wants to wear.
0: No, I didn't know what a chinchilla jacket was. I just it sounded funny.
1: God, that's what he wants to wear,
0: guys. I don't want to wear that <laughs> chinchilla. So, anyways, guys, we'll end it with that. And uh, I was just trying to make a point that uh, it felt nice and cool. In but the this, day is day. What
1: it, this is what a this is what a chinchilla is, though.
0: What is that? Like a giant half rabbit? Half I don't rat? not
1: Look at guys, that's what a chinchilla is. It looks weird. It looks like a a rat.
0: Roles. I'm gonna get a chinchilla tie. <sighs> you know, that that'd be weird, huh?
1: Yes, he's weird, guys.
0: All right, guys. Tonight, Bible study, market, do something. You guys don't even know about the number, do you?
1: What number?
0: The number to get on the list. That way, they get notifications, personal notifications. You yeah, haven't given it in a long time. A long time, and I don't even remember it. I don't mm-hmm. remember it.
1: Are you serious? Yeah,
0: I'm gonna look it up and I'm gonna put it under the screen. (laughs) Oh, God. So guys, whatever number you see right here, text H-O-R-C to that number and and it's gonna send you a link and fill out that link. Here's why you wanna do it. Because every Wednesday and every Sunday morning, you'll get a a text that's personalized from me and it'll say something like...
1: You wanna see what it says?
0: It'll say, hey, so-and-so, just want to remind you, for any reminder, we have a service that's about to start in a few minutes. Blah, blah, blah. I don't know. Whatever I type. I, I actually... Uh, it says,
1: hello, Sharon. We didn't get a chance to remind you about this morning's service. In case you missed it, here's the link.
0: I say it like that?
1: Yes. And the number is 209-400-9725.
0: Oh, yeah. Say Can
1: it I say it again, guys? Thank you.
0: Text H. Don't yell at me. Yeah. Text Mm H-O-R-C. H-O-R-C to that number. And um, what happens is it's going to send you a link. Fill that link out. It's going to ask for your phone number, obviously, so I can text you, and for your email. And you'll get an email notification, and you will get a text notification reminding you for about bible study bible study and sunday i promise you will not get bothered any anything besides that because
1: yeah when wednesday just says i'm about to begin bible study right now hope you can join us yeah that's all it says yeah
0: just a little reminder i'm not going to bother you besides that because honestly um after i i send so many out in a week i get charged for it so trust me i'm not going to send a whole mass text to people it's just a reminder for wednesday and a reminder for sunday morning yep So, um, alright guys, God bless you, and uh, see you tonight for Bible study.
1: Yes, bye guys, we love you guys. Enjoy your coffee.